Welcome to the Safe and Sound Protocol podcast, a polyvagal theory informed therapy. I'm your host, Joanne McIntyre. Here we talk everything polyvagal and SSP related. Dr. Porges has provided us with a revolutionary framework for understanding the connection between our autonomic nervous system and behavior. The SSP acoustic intervention is an exciting new therapy helping people all around the world. Welcome to the very first SSP podcast. I'm Joanne McIntyre, your host, and today I have John Holmes here to co-host. Hi, I'm John Holmes, Director at Integrated Listening Australia, as well as a physiotherapist. And I'm happy here to help launch the SSP podcast today. By way of introduction, Joanne is a clinical director also at Integrated Listening Australia, as well as an occupational therapist with 30 years experience as well as being a researcher who's conducting her PhD studies investigating the Safe and Sound Protocol. Wow, I feel I wear so many hats, John. So currently, yes, I am the Clinical Director at Integrated Listening Australia, where I provide training and support to practitioners. I do training in both the FOCUS and the Safe and Sound Protocol. And I think we're a little unique here where we offer Uh, live SSP trainings, as well as a live advanced applications trainings in SSP for practitioners. And in this training, we really dig a little deeper into how to modify the protocol and uh, also how we uh, do problem solving for those more complex cases. Um, I also provide, uh, provide supervision to clients completing the SSP protocol. My other major hat that I am wearing is um, is my study that I'm involved in um, my PhD study where I'm currently enrolled at La Trobe University in Melbourne, Australia and I'm conducting a randomised controlled trial uh, in an ASD population of the Safe and Sound Protocol. Um, I'm really lucky where I'm being supported through the Olga Tennyson Autism Research Centre which is the first dedicated and leading research centre in Australia. And um, it's been the biggest learning curve I found through starting this pathway to conduct research is recruitment. I didn't realise how challenging recruitment would be. So um, my involvement with the OTARC centre has definitely enabled me to um, recruit in a wider arena across Australia. Um, But how did I get here to be sitting here and starting a podcast about the Safe and Sound Protocol? Uh, After graduating from OT school, I moved to Florida where I initially went for a 12-month contract and ended up residing for 23 years. Um, I owned a paediatric practice that I ended up expanding to adults as my clinical tools and training expanded over the years. I had been using sound therapy in my practice, but a good friend and colleague, Mary Jones, who was a trainer for interactive metronome and integrated listening systems at the time, uh, introduced me to the focus system. So I completed my training and essentially no turning back from there. I saw such changes in the clients that I worked with that I felt compelled to then go and complete the advanced training in the focus system or the pro system, 
Um, and then from there, I think the stars were just aligned where I was lucky enough to become an instructor for integrated listening systems where I got to travel throughout the USA and Canada um, conducting training in the focus system. And it was such an honour and a privilege uh, working with uh, Dr. Ron and Kate and Randall and they were such a support. Um, so during that time I loved to learn and I completed you know, relevant training in different therapeutic modalities but I also completed a master's in psychology and um, due to my interest in technologies you know I think learning the focus system really perked my interest into using different kind of technologies to help support clinical outcomes. So I completed board certification in neurofeedback and went on to learn heart rate variability biofeedback as well. And I essentially kind of created uh, a model where I would uh, implement the technologies as well as um, still definitely keeping my base with a sensory motor approach. Um, so then we actually moved back to Australia five years ago and I was really passionate about helping to expand the ILS tools across Australia and New Zealand. Um, when uh, ILS collaborated with Dr Porges to launch the SSP, I was really excited. Um, I had studied polyvagal theory as part of my master's, so this new endeavour I, I knew would be really exciting. Um, and you know, I have learned just so much since the launch. Um, you know, during that time, we networked with the Australian Childhood Foundation, who have uh, been conducting a clinical trial uh, for the last four years with children who have experienced trauma. The foundation uh, are, are a huge organisation here in Australia, uh, providing services to children who have experienced trauma. Um, and then we joined to provide uh, live SSP and polyvagal training uh, with a focus around the neurobiology of safety. So that experience really broadened my knowledge about the neurobiology of trauma. And from my research as part of my PhD, I've really been making connections around um, knowledge of the neurobiology of accumulated stress model. So I feel really privileged to not only be completing work on research around the SSP, but I have the opportunity to learn even more from the feedback that I receive from practitioners as they implement the SSP in their practice. So Joanne, what's your purpose for starting the Safe and Sound Protocol podcast? Yes, I have a few goals for the podcast, John. Firstly, my main goal is to expand the awareness and knowledge about the Safe and Sound Protocol to discuss application in different clinical cases. Because the SSP has a patent that refers to it as an acoustic vagal nerve stimulation device, which hence helps with autonomic nervous system regulation, it really has wide applications across mental health, neurodevelopmental, neurological or physical health conditions. So to really give us the opportunity to discuss applications with children and adults and across different um, clinical presentations. Another thing I'd like to address with the podcast is that 
I know there are already many different interviews, podcasts or YouTube videos uh, of Dr. Porges discussing the polyvagal theory. I would really like in this space to focus on exploring the polyvagal theory applications in therapy and then how we can draw on that knowledge base to support SSP outcomes. Another great love of mine is brain science. My favourite podcast is actually the brain science podcast by Dr. Campbell. Um, so I plan to have some episodes focusing on helping us to learn more about our brains and brain health and the brain-body connection. Another important goal that I hope to achieve is having episodes exploring complementary approaches as I really believe these help us better understand the challenges that our clients experience as well as how to support optimal outcomes um, such as you know, somatic experiencing by Dr. Um, Peter Levine, uh, the neurosequential model by Dr. Perry, uh, sensory regulation, attachment theory, uh, neurofeedback and uh, biofeedback using heart rate variability, EMDR and brain spotting as well as exploring the gut-brain axis and uh, gut health. Um, so they're just a few topics, but I'm definitely open to suggestions and there will be some information at the end of the podcast of where you can send me some topic ideas that you would like me to explore as well. So Joanne, what is the Safe and Sound Protocol? This is probably a great place to start, John. Um, so I will provide a brief overview as we'll be having future episodes that will dive a little deeper. The SSP is an acoustic intervention that was developed by Dr. Stephen Porges, who also developed the polyvagal theory. Um, the initial version uh, was referred to as the listening project. So if anyone's doing any Googling, uh, that's what you'll find. The initial research, the published papers, also referred to the protocol as the listening project. So the protocol involves listening to vocal music that's been filtered and modified and uh, using headphones. The initial protocol is an hour a day for five consecutive days. Practitioners have certainly learnt since the initial release of the, of the SSP that often we need to titrate the implementation based on client responses. So what this may mean that for a very sensitive nervous system that the protocol implementation may be modified where um, there may be a, a rest day in between each listening day or the sessions may be cut back to 15 or 30 minutes. And we'll be having uh, an episode where we talk about uh, the protocol modification. There are certainly specific parameters around creating the optimal environment. In fact, Dr. Porges uh, refers to that there are actually two requirements for optimal protocol implementation. The first is creating a space that provides optimal cues for safety to the nervous system. And this can be things like that the environment is quiet, there's no distractions, and that we have a parent or caregiver that is present and supportive. There are other components which we'll dig into deeper in later episodes. And then secondly is the acoustic intervention itself. And that 
the environment in terms of creating that safe space really gives cues to the nervous system that helps to move it towards a more ventral vagal state where those mechanisms within the ear then shift its tuning to help tune into the, the protocol itself. During the actual sessions, quiet activities are recommended, such as drawing, colouring, completing puzzles or easy card games, and maybe sand play or different other uh, um, sensory activities, or even just relaxing and listening is often um, optimal. So Joanne, do you have any other comments about the Safe and Sound Protocol that you would like to share? I think it's really important for listeners to know that the SSP is not a cure-all, it's not a quick fix tool, that it is an intervention to be utilised within a larger therapeutic process. It may be considered like a gate opener, that it really helps to reset the autonomic nervous system in a more ventral vagal state, which makes it more conducive to therapeutic process, that other modalities can actually get some traction. Often there's many practitioners who really consider the SSP to be the first step in the therapeutic process just because it does enable mobility with other therapies in that therapeutic process. And I guess secondly is that the outcomes are really supported via awareness of the polyvagal theory. So I think it's really important for practitioners who are looking to implement the protocol really educate themselves about polyvagal theory and how we can really apply that in therapy and how we can teach our clients to learn about their own autonomic nervous system and what tends to be triggers for them. So Joanne, do you have any other comments about the Safe and Sound Protocol that you would like to share? Yeah, most definitely. I think it's really important for listeners to know that the SSP is not a cure-all, it's not a quick fix tool. It is an intervention to be utilised within a larger therapeutic process. You know, some may consider it as a, like a, as a gate opener, that it really helps to reset the autonomic nervous system toward a more ventral vagal state, which is more conducive to therapy. That when we have this shift, that it really enables other therapies to have traction. So for instance, you know, a practitioner who might be working with an individual who's really um, in a heightened sympathetic state and um, they've been trying to do mindfulness and teach them mindfulness, but the client just, because they're so heightened, can't use that tool. Um, but following the SSP, because their autonomic nervous system is, is more regulated and shifting towards a more ventral vagal state, then their cortex is more online and they're able to actually use um, some of those mindfulness strategies. The second thing I really like to finish on is that outcomes are really supported by an understanding of the polyvagal theory, that a practitioner looking to utilise the SSP in their practice is really, they can get better outcomes if they consider further learning in understanding the polyvagal theory and how we can utilise that knowledge 
to not only learn about their own self-regulation, but also how they can teach their clients to learn about their own bodies and their own autonomic nervous systems and how they respond under different environments and different triggers. So with that knowledge base, they learn to help regulate and understand their own autonomic nervous system. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at sspodcast1 at gmail.com. That's sspodcast, the number one, at gmail.com. I also wanted to let everyone know that we are working on a Facebook page and a website. So as soon as we get those launched, I will let everyone know. So you can use that as another resource as well.